What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to the TM Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck. And on this episode, I would like to do some reflection and uh, on the life of the great neighborhood Nipsey Hussle, uh, an artist from Slauson uh, in southern LA, in South LA, uh, who was tragically taken away from us at the end of March. Uh, they just had his funeral uh, going into this weekend. And it was very emotional for the city of LA. The whole city came out, uh, all the artists came out. And uh, I just want to reflect on his influence in his 33 years and the life lessons that I've taken from him and the influence that he's had on me personally. Uh, I, hopefully, that's something you guys could relate to. Um, if you've ever seen an artist, do the things that that he's done or a community activist or anything like that uh hopefully it's something that you know we can we can take away and become better through his passing and he leave a true legacy as opposed to you know not not him just passing and him being you know somebody we say r.i.p about and everything like that hopefully he'll be uh somebody that's remembered uh, and somebody who you know, will be emulated uh, in a positive way in the future. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. If uh, you got any comments or anything like that, hit me up on Twitter at OddcastTMP. If you met Nip, if you are a fan of his music, you know, just show support uh, to him and his family. Um, and if you got any comments on, on this episode, just hit me up on Twitter. Uh, again, thanks for everybody for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I hope you guys enjoy the show. This story begins uh, around 2008, 2009. Um, I was I was living in Washington at the time, and I was really big into mixtapes. Really big into uh, basically the the online mixtape community had just started. This is like a little bit after 50 Cent uh, started dropping mixtapes and kind of blew them up. Uh, around the time that Charles Hamilton, Wale, Kid Cudi, all these dudes had mixtapes coming out um, before, prior to their major label releases. And that was, for me, my background, um, I was a DJ, so I was always trying to find music that other people hadn't had yet, or it's like stuff that wasn't popular but was really good, so it was stuff that I could play when I did a show and everything like that. So I would... I enjoyed the mixtapes because it was music that wasn't on the radio and like around this time on the radio it was like all like I don't know Fergie stuff like that it it wasn't the kind of music that I typically enjoy uh, at that time so I would find like um, artists that hadn't gotten popular yet and it was kind of funny because if it was artists that were well known and well and popular and things like that i would tend to like shy away from those because it kind of felt like they were industry plants which is the thing now um where like the label is just trying to get them in on the underground so they could build a following and then like sell you their their story but it's less authentic than had you like really supported them from from the underground so around this time uh maybe a little bit before there was this dude um, you guys might have heard of him. His name was uh, 
His name is Drake. <laughs> he had a mixtape out called uh, So Far Gone and things like that. Um, I think I heard parts of uh, parts of the mixtape and I didn't really like it. It wasn't for me. Um, I was like, man, there's another R&B dude, you know. This is before I knew he was down with Lil Wayne and everything like that with Cash Money. I was like, eh, I'm, I'm not really into checking it out. And like at that time, there's so much music coming out on like LiveMixtapes.com and that Piff and all that. They'd be easy to just bypass artists. I can't tell you how many artists I, I didn't listen to that later <laughs> come to find out that was actually pretty hot. Funny story, like Mac Miller's one of them people too. Um, I was just like, eh, I don't know. So that's my bad on that, cause Mac Miller's dope. I mean, he's not. I'm not like a huge fan of his, but uh, the music that he did come out with, I, I do like. Uh, and there's a lot of artists like that. But either way, to get back on. Um, so people started listening to Drake and blah blah blah. He's blowing up and everything. And then with my DJ side, I actually got curious. I was like, all right, I'm gonna check this guy out, cause. He didn't have an album out at the time, but people are talking about this mixtape. They're like, oh, so far gone, so good, so far gone, so good. Um, right around this time, I think this is like when Forever came out, maybe? Uh, his song Forever. And I think I heard that, and I was like, all right, all right, this is this is pretty dope. So what I would do then, if I heard a song that I, I liked, and I liked the artist, I would try to find a mixtape that had that song on it so I could listen to that and then listen to you know a selective body of work because uh being a dj i trust djs more than i trust a and r's <laughs> they'll be like hey man you know this is hot rarely would a dj put out a mixtape where they know songs aren't as good or they'd be like oh this is filler this is you know they, they won't do that typically or they used to not but they would be like i need the hottest tracks that they got for me to put on this mixtape to show everybody how dope this dude is and that's how people fell for B.O.B. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but bringing, it, bringing the story back to Drake. Um, so I got a mixtape from a DJ called Leek Jones. And it's called The Drizzy Effect. And it had all these early songs from Drake. Um, I'm not going to say early, but like around that time. That weren't on So Far Gone. And they weren't on uh, Thank Me Later. And I was listening to it, and I think one of the first songs on there is Fear, which is by and large my favorite Drake song. I think that's uh, that's probably the one that would be my go-to if I had to name one, one favorite Drake song. Um, it goes Fear, and then the next song after that is Killer. And... Already at this time, I held the opinion that I still hold today that Drake is not a killer. <laughs> He's, you know, he got a lane, and I think he is at his best when he's in that lane. Um, he talks the, the tough talk and everything like that, but, and he might be that way now, but I mean, at that time, I don't really think he was. Um, but I listened to the song, and the thing is, um, the the lines that Drake raps they're not super hard they're not hard like he is now uh, he tries to say he basically is just like oh I'm a, I'm a rapper I'm after success blah 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 and this is the way I'm gonna have to be to be successful I'm gonna have to be a killer but he's saying metaphorically 
but <clears throat> in comes the next verse and it starts off before rap my last name was my lifestyle and at that point I didn't know who this was because um, I just had the mixtape like I was just listening to it I mean it was digital I downloaded it but I was just listening to it Drake doesn't have a last name <laughs> he doesn't sound like Drake I was like Graham uh nah that's not the case um and then he said when I visualize success it looked like right now and then I'm like okay all right he said what was once gray skies is now white clouds and I did it with the ones y'all said was not the right crowd and I said all right who's this dude um that's the kind of rap that appeals to me it's like when somebody says when it's, it's like an affirmation you know somebody says like this is like I'm living the life that I set out to live um so at this point I'm like clicking clacking on the keyboard like who is this rapper with Drake and I found out it's neighborhood Nipsey Hustle, and I'm going through the verse I'm listening to the verse and he, he basically hits me with, you know, it's, it's a short verse, it's like 16 bars, but it's not nothing like super phenomenal in it, but it is just so real and relatable. Um, and he said, in that verse, he said, I took my wildest dreams and then mapped them out. I go for mine like it's overtime. We had to struggle so we overshined. And then he ends it. He says, because on a mission, your worst enemy is idle time. This is the first time I heard Nipsey Hussle. And for me, being introduced to him this way, and then watching all the way through Victory Lab, his message was, was consistent the entire time. This is 2009 when this came out. He passed away in 2019. He was shot in 2019. Um... From what he said on that record, all the way up until, I mean, he died out in front of a business, a business complex that he owned. You know, that's, that's visualization. I don't know if you watched The Secret or like any kind of metaphysical, uh, like speaking into the universe, speaking your energy, your goals into the universe. Um, but that's what happened that was that's the trajectory the arc of his life um like i said i didn't know him personally um but when he told his story it seemed it sounded authentic it sounded like something that was not made up he spoke i watched a lot of his interviews a lot of them because he did some some wild things in his career um not like crazy ignorant wise like really smart innovative things um, and he always spoke with a seriousness, uh, which when people talk about Tupac, they said, you know, he, he, he laughed a lot, like Tupac laughed a lot, but they said he recorded like he knew he wasn't going to be here that long. And he had something to say and a mission to accomplish. And he was taking the steps to get that done as soon as possible or, you know, before his time was up. And with Nip, um, in his interviews, he was very serious, um, not a preacher, 
not necessarily an activist he was something more he was but his you know through his mindset it was like i'm gonna set an example for people so fast forward like i listen to i listen to nipsey hustle like whenever he's featured on other people's tracks and things like that um i supported uh i supported the the marathon uh slawson boy um like a lot of his mixtapes I had, I didn't bump them regularly. Like I'm not gonna front. Uh, I would listen to them the same. Like it's a, it's a lot of music out there. Um, I would come to Nipsey Hustle when I needed, you know, that kind of music, which is like somebody just telling it like it is. And uh, I remember he came out with one mixtape, one of his mixtapes, <laughs> and. He was charging $100. This is around the time everything is digital. And people said, you know, like, how are you going to charge people $100 for a mixtape? The thing is, he gave it out for free as well. And he said, you know, this mixtape costs $100. And so naturally that intrigued me because I was like, if you can get it for free, why would you pay for it? Joke's on me. Jay-Z bought 10 of them. Or he might have bought a hundred of them, I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> but he said, you know, basically this is the value. You sell people the music, but the music is free. This is around the time people are uh, downloading music illegally and everything like that. You could get the music. And you start to see that now. Like, the, as a, this is how visionary he was, is that you have, you. this is an artist that knows the business that says, look, if they want the music, they'll be, they'll be able to get it and they don't have to pay for it. But I'm gonna charge you $100 and this is the package. This is the album. You're gonna get all this ex exclusive content. You're gonna get exclusive merchandise, everything like that. And lo and behold, you know, people came out and supported it. And I think you take that example and stretch it out. And that's how you end up with you know, for better or for worse, big baller brand, uh, LeVar Ball Shoes, <laughs> Lonzo Ball Shoes. Uh, that's that same mentality. Like, I'm not going to let you dictate what I'm worth. I'm going to show you my value and you can make the decision. If you agree with me that something is worth what I say it's worth, then support it. And if not, you know, here's what you came for. But I'm gonna give you much more if you invest in me because this is not this is not like casual, you know, this is an investment. This is something we're building something. And that's a lesson that uh Nipsey Hustle taught through that move, through saying, I'm gonna overcharge you, <laughs> I'm gonna overcharge you for what you're paying. Uh, we'll come back to that in a second too. Um so always knew his music was great um and his mind was at least for a rapper from from where he's from you don't really see that too much um he was kind of ahead of the curve on the new consciousness that we're starting to see now and even though he was a gangster rapper uh he didn't glorify being a gangster in a way that was you know glorified the violence of the drug dealer or anything like that he said, look, I did what I had to do and I still rep the set because these are my people. I'm not going to turn my back on my people. And I'm 
gonna show you how even though you come from these circumstances, you do not have to be limited. And you can build yourself up to be an owner. You say you run the streets, you can own the community. And that's what he was doing. Um, he hired people uh, with criminal backgrounds that he worked, that he knew because they couldn't get jobs in anywhere else. So of course they're gonna revert back to the streets. Uh, he built spaces for people in underprivileged communities to at least start to make up some of that ground from not having the same privileges as people in better off communities. Um, this is a very powerful, influential person. And he's doing all this, he, like just last year or two years ago, he opened up uh, a community working space uh, along with some big time investors in LA that allowed underprivileged kids, I don't like that term, but that allowed kids that came up with in situations with limited resources to kind of work, co-work with other people uh, and build that networking piece because he saw that as something of value in a community that, you know, people have written off. And I'm going to say that's, to me, that's, that, that would be a goal of mine. That would be something, if I, if I had the resources that he had, um, which eventually I, I hope I will, um, I would like to, to use him as an example to reinvest in, in the community. That's why I support, I try to support all small businesses and uh, try to support any kind of independent operators, people that... Uh, are working for themselves because that's something that, that I can respect I respect everybody that works period, point blank um, but people that say you know, I gotta I have to get it from the ground you know, that's that takes that extra part that's where you don't, you don't just say you know, I gotta do what I gotta do somebody's holding me down, blah blah blah, blah. you say, I gotta go get it and that's the, the lesson that Nipsey Hussle taught So now we're going to fast forward to 2018. Um, I was out of the country at the time and I was working, but I had a lot of free time because I was away from my family and everything like that. Um, all of my, you know, responsibilities that you got to take care of when you're at home. I don't really have any of those. Um, so I'm sitting there. Uh, I spent a lot of time looking at, you know, YouTube and things like that. And I'm listening to music and blah, blah, blah. Like I said, I wasn't like a diehard Nipsey Hustle fan. Um, I enjoyed his music and I saw that he did a video with YG. Um, I do like YG's music. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm a huge YG fan, but uh, I do like his music. Uh, I think it's very entertaining and it's very old school West Coast, which is the kind of stuff that I, I grew up on. Um, I grew up listening to so I'm like all right Nipsey YG together I'm gonna check this out because I know it's gonna be dope and <laughs> man that that was you know that was the truth um it's a song called last time that I checked and let's talk about you know serendipity or somebody telling you what you needed to hear at the time um if you go back and listen to 
the fourth episode, you would know that um, my job prior to the one that I have now, uh, I felt unappreciated. I felt like I was doing a a whole lot of hard work um, and not getting any recognition for it. And part of, you know, the mental health discoveries that I made was you you can't seek validation in other people, even if that validation uh, leads to benefits in your professional life. (laughs) You know, whatever you're trying to do, whatever your grind and your hustle is, even if you need validation from other people to be considered successful in that realm, um, I felt like I wasn't getting that. And it led to a period of, you know, depression, self-doubt, everything like that within me. Um, and I was angry. And, I mean, to to this day, there's still repercussions of that. Uh, I still have trust issues. And, and uh, I'm still wary when I'm at work because I can't, I can't really feel like people support me. Um... And where I used to just assume like everything would be fine, uh, I, I had to stop relying on other people um, because I just didn't never feel like I would get the recognition I deserve. So I'm telling you that story um, to tell you when I click play on last time that I checked, this is the serendipitous part. You get to the second verse uh, of this song. The first verse, Nipsey's basically talking about. Um, you know how we had to hustle and you know this these are the things that you gotta do you know because nobody's gonna do it for you you gotta take care of yourself and then take care of who you can take care of after that uh, so you get to the second verse though and he says uh, I take my time and I take my tribe every level that I crossed in this game like state lines it was visionary either I'm a genius or you hate a scary maybe it's both in this balance I deliver daily and to me like that started speaking to me saying you know you know why am I successful and the people around me don't see a way to be successful but I see it so I'm gonna have to pick these people up put them on my back and show them you know you don't need these other people to tell you you know you're successful you don't need other people uh, to become a success on your own and he's saying you know I'm not different from anybody else like what I'm doing everybody else could do and this is in 2018 so by this time he had already built those co-working spaces he already had his store everything like that so he was already an entrepreneur probably bigger in the business game than he was in the rap game uh, I think he's a well-respected rapper. Everybody respected him. Um, I don't think anybody put him in like the top 10, top 20 list or anything like that. I never saw it. Even though, I will say, before this album came out, or around the time this album came out, uh, people were hailing Victory Lap, which is the album that this song is on. They were hailing that as the album of the year. And it's hard to disagree with it, listening to it, but 2018 was just a phenomenal year for rap music. That's the topic for another story, <laughs> for another uh, episode. But I mean, man, if it wasn't for so many good releases, if this album came out in one of the weaker years, uh, it would have blew, 
everybody away because it's incredible um however i mean it stood the test of time the album came out in february uh even in in december at the end of the year people are like you know don't forget about victory lap don't forget about victory lap um so back to the verse um he said that uh, out the garage is how you end up in charge. It's how you end up in penthouses, end up in cars. It's how you start off as curb server, end up a boss. It's how you win the whole thing and lift up a cigar with sweat dripping down your face because the mission was hard. And man, that's <laughs> that's like a mantra, you know. That's something you should wake up, look in the mirror, and tell yourself every day. Like every day you don't feel like working. Every every day you don't feel like grinding. You should get up, look in the mirror. And say, you know, we got to work. That's how you win. Nobody's going to give it to you. And you see other people that have it. It's because they got up and worked. And you don't see the work normally. Most of the time you see people at the end (laughs) or at the top. You see them when the success has come. Because there's no point in watching them, you know, when they're not successful. You You don't see anything. You just see somebody that look like you. And Nip said, I'm successful and I look like you. I'm off the set. No, I'm rolling 60s. We in a gang. Why am I the only one successful? Why am I the one that's out here buying up businesses in the community and being a positive influence? Uh, <laughs> like, you listen you listen to it and it's inspirational. Uh, YG's verse on there is very, very dope as well. Um, I think YG's verse, like Nipsey sets it up, then he gives you the inspirational piece to kind of get you motivated, and then YG makes you, uh, he brings it all home. He says, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not playing with y'all. I'm not taking the time. I'm a bully my way in, which is dope. Um, so I heard that song, and this is like before the album came out. I started watching the interviews for this press run. Um, I really recommend everybody that that listens to this, uh, even if you're not a fan of Nipsey Hussle, I really recommend that you go back and you listen to uh, all the interviews he did on Hot 97, Power 106, Breakfast Club, uh, Sway, everything around this time uh, of the Victory Lap press run, because he's talking about basically everything. He's talking about how, excuse me, there's no future in gangbanging. Um, how the cops have technology now that's gonna, you know, basically make it impossible for people to do the, the same wild stuff that gangsters used to do. So they need to refocus, and a better way to do things is to be positive in the community. Um, you know, doing doing all these crimes and everything like that, you're gonna get caught. It's the technology's out there. You know, all the things that used to slide under the radar does not exist anymore so you know invest in businesses build up your community make it somewhere where you increase the value Uh, one of his things was money coming in never going out so (laughs) uh, you know these these were uh, these were the lessons that he was trying to give around this time um, and then he's talking about a lot of a lot of other things that I think people just need to, to listen to and know about that I would not do any justice of me speaking on. You got to hear the, the man speak himself. 
Um, and when the album came out, when Victory Lap came out, he's got a song in there with Kendrick Lamar, which obviously is going to make people listen to it and everything like that. Because <laughs> Kendrick is, you know, the hottest rapper. Depending on where you stand, he's one of the hottest rappers. Um, but you got a song in there called Dedication, which deserves a full listen. But some snippets out of it, you know, he said, you know, how long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? And, you know, through that line, he's kind of saying, you know, I'm ready for the moment so that when it comes, I'm not going to slack. I'm not going to fall off because I didn't want to take it. Um, And then later in that same song, which is kind of tragic, he said, you know, it used to be stay safe, now it's stay dangerous. Because there ain't no point in playing defense. And when I when I heard that, uh, YG named his, his third album Stay Dangerous. I think it's based off that same that same mentality. Uh, I, I took that with the story I was telling earlier. You know, I, don't play it safe. You got to go for broke. Because if you're not ready, um, when the adversity comes, you're just going to get washed up. And, you know, these are all lessons that I'm taking. Like, obviously, this is the way I felt kind of before. But hearing somebody that say it from a position that I would like to be in, you know, not necessarily be a rapper, but being a self-made person, um, it's kind of an affirmation. And, it, it, you know, it's, it's stuff that I think people need to hear. So, unfortunately, when he was shot, <clears throat> there was a period there because everything happens in real time now. Um, there was a period there where people didn't know if he was going to pull through. Um, and obviously, as the, the details kept coming out over the course of that two to six hours, um, it definitely didn't look like he was going to make it and anything like that. And... Um, to be honest, you know, a lot of rappers are dying these days, you know, J. Cole said the real ones are dying, um, but this one was different, you know, this felt like this was a loss for the world, even though people don't know his name, they don't know who he is, uh, a lot of people, you know, he's not Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Jesus famous, but you know, in the city of LA, he's the man. And it hurt knowing that such a positive force and influence uh, was taken away by ignorance because people don't know how to resolve conflict. You know, come to find out the dude, he told the dude to leave and the dude came back and shot him. Like, just that amount of hate in your heart, you know, it's, it's difficult to even, like, make sense of, because everybody saw it, that that knew who Nipsey was, everybody saw greatness in him, he was getting the accolades before he was shot by the people who, who were familiar with him, the news did stories on him, everything, even the sheriff, after he passed, you know, they are like, he, he was one of the good rappers, he was one of the, the people that came back and gave to his community, um, and he had his funeral 
his celebration of life at the Staples Center and sold it out. I mean, that's impactful. I mean, they were they were giving the tickets away, but the city came out. Um, that was impactful because you see artists and people only engage with them through music or people that make good music but are flawed personally and people don't really deal with them like that and to see somebody that wasn't the hugest artist in the world he's famous enough I guess but you know the the person before him that <laughs> that had a celebration uh, was Michael Jackson and you know they did the same numbers you know everybody came out um, that just speaks a lot to who he, who he is as a man and the lessons that he offers for everybody um, so for me personally um, Nipsey Hussle was an important part of me getting through a tough time uh, therapeutically and kind of taking the lessons that he was given to kind of reaffirm my belief in myself to up my confidence and hopefully you know he does that for other people for people in the future um, that listen to his music and understand that his life doesn't boil down to you know how it ended it counts how he lived and I think that's a very important message wrap up this episode uh of the team podcast everybody thanks for listening thanks for showing your support uh hit me up on twitter at podcast tmp uh like i said if you just want to show support interact with with uh with me tell me what you want me to talk about what you would like to hear things like that or how you felt about the show um and then another thing you know take uh nipsey's music or his message i really encourage everybody to go and at least listen to his interviews if you don't listen to his music at least listen to his interviews uh, so you can hear the impactful things that he had to say, the wisdom that he had to say, especially for being somebody that was so young at the time. Uh, this is a person that, you know, came from a underprivileged area, uh, crime, obviously, you know, crime-ridden area, things like that, uh, and saw something better in his people and in himself and did the work to bring those things to light. Um, and to whatever degree that applies to you, you know, hopefully, you know, you can at least get something out of it. For me, like I said, it helped me get through a tough time. Uh, his music and things like that helped me get through a tough time in my life. And it might do the same for you. It might inspire you to, you know, c continue going in a business that you have, uh, or invest in your community or help pe other people out in a certain way. So I hope that's the legacy that Nipsey Hussle leaves behind. Um, once again, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, thanks for the support. The marathon continues.